I'm Mary Kinsella, host of Her Engineering Career Podcast, helping women engineers like you confidently command greater influence and impact. Welcome, my engineering friends, to Her Engineering Career Podcast. Here we are at Episode 9, and today's discussion is on the skill of decision-making. Find the show notes for this episode at herengineeringcareer.com slash 9. As engineers, we are pretty well trained in decision-making. What we do primarily is solve problems, and that's what problem-solving is when you think about it. Decision-making. It's decision-making at various levels of complexity. Think of the design process, which is basically iterative decision-making. Think of a systems flowchart, which is a set of instructions connected by decision nodes. And we use experimentation and the scientific method as structured ways of guiding our decisions. Through our engineering training, we've learned the cognitive approaches to determine a course of action. We've studied rational approaches to choosing an alternative, approaches that are designed to minimize resources and maximize benefits. This is much of what engineering is all about. In this podcast, though, I'm talking about decision-making for engineers, but not engineering decision-making. There's a slight distinction. I'm referring to the skill of decision-making as it applies to moving up in your engineering career and becoming a leader. This kind of decision-making is not merely based on the numbers and the data, but also on people, on culture, innovation, idea management, and corporate learning. This kind of decision-making uses more naturalistic approaches, such as influence from personal beliefs and experiences, the meanings of options, and the role of emotions. And this kind of decision-making is probably causing you some angst because it is a skill that you need to have to move up in your career, and it is not the same as what you learned in engineering school. As you know, the higher you move up in leadership, the more impactful decision-making becomes. There's more to take into account and more at stake. And maybe from where you're standing now, that looks a little scary. It's hard to think of yourself in those decision-making shoes. But I don't want you to think about it that way. Most people are not naturals when it comes to decision-making. Just like you and me, they needed to learn the skill and practice it. The basis of this skill is a decision-making process, and this is probably something you already know. I'm sure it is. Here's a common example. This one is a seven-step process. Step one, identify what the decision is. Step two, gather the relevant information. Step three, Identify the possible alternatives. Step four, weigh all the evidence. Step five, choose among the alternatives. Step six, take action. And step seven, 
assess your decision and its consequences. The time and effort you'll spend on this decision-making process, of course, is proportional to the impact of the decision. For higher-level leadership decisions, this process is probably not as easy and straightforward as it may sound. So I'd like to add some further insight by providing you three additional lessons that you can use to build your decision-making skills. Lesson number one, you will not have all the input and data you need to make a decision. You'll have to take some risk and make the call without having all the questions answered and all the holes filled in. You'll rely on your intuition and experience and the guidance and recommendations you receive from others, and you'll decide based on input and analysis. You won't have all that you need, but you'll make the best decision you can. By the same token, assume that not everyone will agree and know that you cannot please everyone. This is a good lesson in perfection. Maybe a good corollary to this lesson is don't wait for perfection or you'll never make a decision. Lesson two, there's no right or wrong answer. If the decision is a yes or no question, then the answer is usually obvious and the outcome easily measured. But most decisions are not yes or no questions. Leaders don't figure out the right answer because there is no right or wrong. They just decide on the best option. By the way, what you think is the best option may be different from what others think is best. And that's okay. Because we want you to follow your own intuition and truth as a leader. Lesson number three, managing the outcome is at least as important as making the decision itself. Once you've made the decision, you'll not only inform the team, but also help them change directions, face new challenges, and generate better outcomes as a result. People move pretty quickly away from what the actual decision was to how the leader manages it and what happens as a result. For more impactful decisions, there's always a plan that goes along with it. Here's my decision and here's how we're going to carry it out. That's what people focus on. You might make a decision that turns out to be suboptimal, or not well accepted. How you handle that says a lot about you as a leader. Finally, I'll close with some characteristics of good decision makers that you can incorporate as you work to build your decision making skills. Here's what I think are some of the key characteristics. Due diligence in the decision making process vulnerability and risk-taking in choosing what you think is best, transparency in gathering input and weighing evidence, clarity in communicating the decision and its consequences, follow-through with the implementation, and willingness to learn from your mistakes. You can do this. You have what it takes to make good decisions. You can be a strong leader 
with good decision-making skills. Don't let the fear of decision-making keep you from stretching into your leadership roles. And if you're thinking about enhancing your career by learning more about your leadership and decision-making potential, how to get ahead and have more impact in the engineering community, I'd love to chat with you about that. If you go to herengineeringcareer.com and click on Work With Mary, you can tell me a little bit about yourself and set up a discovery call with me. Let's recap, shall we? We began today's podcast by distinguishing between engineering decision-making and decision-making for leadership and advancement. We reviewed a common process for decision-making and enhanced that with three additional lessons to help women engineers build their decision-making skills. And finally, we highlighted some characteristics of good decision-makers. I hope these insights are helpful for you. Coming up on Her Engineering Career Podcast, we'll spend a couple episodes on time and workload management, including skills that will help you prioritize, optimize, and stay on the path to meet your career goals. Join me next time for Episode 10. Thanks for listening. That's our show for this week. Please help other women engineers by sharing this podcast on social media, rate it five stars, and give it a nice review.